0: Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for soul growth. Come journey with us through astrology's energetic cycles and get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Sue Rose and founder host of Talk Cosmos. And this is our weekly panel that we're coming to you on March 3rd, 2024. And our subject with our wonderful panel, Archetypal Symbols, is going to be the new moon here of Pisces. And it's our phrase for it really goes through the entire metaphysical Art forms that we're going to align and illustrate this new moon with. And that is interconnected or interconnecting nourishment of our soul, living in full embodiment. Not much more to say. We're going to cover it all. And thank you so much for joining us. We have good announcements too at midway. There's some new growth because, hey, the season is on. We're starting new projects. So thank you. Now we're ready for our. Type symbols
2: Synthesizing the new moon consciousness through archetypal sabian symbols, numerology, lunar mansions, tarot and astrology,
3: all together illuminating a new moon vision story. This is your archetypal symbols panel.
1: I am Sue Rose Minahan, collaborating with guests weekly since 2018. I'm an evolutionary astrologer consultant workshop facilitator and lecture speaker. I'm a Dwarf Planet University graduate, charter member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club. I have an AA degree and a fine arts music degree in jazz. I'm a certified color energy life coach, a writer, artist, musician, and ardent pathologist, a student of esoteric philosophies and life.
2: I'm Elizabeth Liz Michette, a professional astrologer, intuitive numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward.
3: And I'm Justin Crocodelzee, an archetypal Jyotish astrologer, yoga and meditation teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology, and I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology.
1: Eleanor Roosevelt once said, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and, and today, today is, is a gift. gift. And, and that's, that's why, why it's called the present. present. Yay! Open up. And hey, that has, I'm thinking of ribbons, that has to do a lot with my PC story. i gave give you a little hint. Hi, Justin. And hi, hi, Liz.
2: Hi. <laughs> hi, it's good to be back.
1: It is, it is. And with lots of new beginnings, I mean, it's just full. It's like, oh, my goodness, trying to keep up with life. I was just overlooking notes, overlooking, looking over. Yeah, one, or the, uh, one way or the other. Looking notes. over, yeah. <laughs> looking over, thank you. Overlooking the notes, yeah. I forgot them. No. All right. Humor will get you there, but let's get to the facts. Because it is a matter of living the magic of living in Pisces, isn't it? really i think
2: okay. yes yes <laughs> this, this month went um, from the last new moon to this new moon it went by so fast it seems like we did it last week
1: <laughs> even with leap year day i know did leap year day bring extra special surprises to you it did for me but anyway because okay let's get to our meat and potatoes or salsa and chips or um, <laughs> Big salad. Here we have the new moon, interconnected nourishment, the Pisces new moon. And we discuss new moon consciousness, synthesize, refocus, and envision. It's a realignment of our intentions. We have metaphysical symbolic systems that really help demonstrate the beauty and the magic. Again, I love magic really is i've had that conversation with justin he says you do and i said yes i do so i do Justin. (laughs) a new moon it represents that renewed focus it's mutable it shifts around it's water it's very empathic it's deep it's a 12 sign it sort of encompasses everything it's going to be 20 degrees 16 minutes in pisces liz and justin you want to Take it off somewhere else in conversation. A little bit about this before we head off.
2: Well, I see is about imagination. It's intuitive and compassionate and about dreams. Go ahead, Justin.
3: Yeah, no, I, w- I wouldn't add anything more to that, actually, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I might add just a little bit because I always think of music and film, but it's very visionary. It has shadow side. We can escape. We can get overwhelmed, which can lead to depression. Addiction, and be the martyr. It's like, but we have to take control and authority. So there you go. It's a full-bodied situation. The numbers, two again, because it boils down when you add it up, the digits, to two, two and zero. However, everything has its purpose. And here, zero is the whole, the all, the one, the many. However, we're focusing on two of duality, polarity, and the fact that how do we have 11,
2: Liz? Well, I'll tell you that. The year adds to a number eight, (laughs) and the month is the third month, so eight plus three is an 11. So for this month of March, we have 11, which breaks down to a two. So we have a master number and the not master number of number two so we can work between those two energies. Justin, you want to add
3: anything? Uh, no, not quite. You've covered it all right there. <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: and I
1: will say it's a full circle, isn't it? Because 11 reduces to two and it's like Pisces. It's gone through the whole cycle, whatever it might be. And ahead of it is going to be Aries separating again. But right now it's wholeness. So I like this, and I like the idea too that it's a gift to realize that there's some mastery in the sometimes the confusion of all the the ideas and the dreams and whatnot that Pisces shares with us. And this was um, Liz helps with the focus on some of these. The Moon is the 18th trump card in tar- tarot, and essentially it's. Intuition, but it cycles also. There's many phases. And in that, there's the, the fears and illusions and emotional persona, and hidden things, and conscious. Liz? And, and then the moon and
2: card all. also corresponds to the sign Pisces.
1: Yes, thank you. That's why. Yes, indeed. And its shadow can be it. As Justin had indicated earlier when we did our notes, it's imbalanced. Emotions are overly sensitive, deceptive. It's tricky working with something so elusive as intuition and all the phases. It's not a clear-cut thing because if you look at a phase, it it morphs into the
2: next thing. So like, where does it begin and end? It's you
1: know, the way it is. Any comments? No?
2: No, you can go to the next one.
1: Minor Arcana. Liz, why don't you talk a little bit about this?
2: Okay. um, So the, uh, the Eight of Cups is Saturn and Pisces. And it's a lord of abundance, abandoned success, realization of emotions. Justin, did you want to do the next one?
3: Yeah. And then, of course, the Nine of Cups is Jupiter and Pisces, which is the lord of happiness. Something magical is about to happen.
2: I like that. And the of cup is Mars and Pisces, the lord of perfected success, endings and beginnings of emotions. So completion when, of a cycle and beginning of a new one.
1: Yes. When I look at these, this, because this facet I'm aware of, but I haven't studied it hardly or experienced it because you're both very exper- experiential when it comes to Tarot, whereas and, and a deep mastery Facility, and I might share that with our audience. You know, both Justin and Liz really know their stuff with it. And as a constant student here, this is a part that I'm learning. And yet, it, when I consider places, these make sense, but abandoned success, that's very interesting. How would you describe that more? Is there some other Focus that either of
3: you can come up with. Well, if I if I may, so we're talking about Saturn here. Saturn is a teacher, and of course, Jupiter is about growth, and Mars is about moving forward. and And we see sort of an archetypal story just in these three right here, where we're where we're we're becoming realizing about our emotions. You know, a lot of people are not self aware about their emotions, and so. The Lord of Abandoned Success here. It's it's really about and you know with Saturn and those limitations bringing us sitting us down and and asking us to think about what's really important, what's really invaluable, what's what is what is success really, and and tuning into our emotions, and then we move forward and next in the process of 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 being okay, growing. Jupiter's about growth here mm-hmm. and the lord of happiness right so we find that happiness and that something magical is about ready to happen and then we make that happen and we have the lord of Perfect excess which is really working through those healthy of emotions those Pisces emotions which is ending and beginning of emotions and that's kind of how I would look at it I'm just curious how you I love it this. well
1: if I may be, listen if you have something concrete sure I mean yes but Okay, I'll jump in here because you answered this, Justin. I appreciate it. I'm looking not that I'm going to abandon my success, but the past case, like what was abandoned that now I can structure with that marvelous energy of Capricorn, or not Capricorn, but Saturn that sees the essential core things and is like, let's make this function.
3: So this- Yeah, it's really about- it's it's about abandoning the past here. Ah, and yes. How we're looking at success with our emotions okay. here. Yeah. that's. I that's would call
1: that yeah deek, and I appreciate that too because it's another uh, description of deconditioning, which I use all the time. Decondition. I even yeah. had that listed on a three by five cards. At first, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> a new concept, but it's been years now.
3: So thank you for that, Liz. Did you have any thoughts about that?
2: No, you, you covered it well. Thank you. Oh.
1: <laughs> now, Justin, please continue with the chakras.
3: Yeah. So we look at the lunar mansions. These are you know constellations that the moon travels through for, while orbiting the Earth, and these are the stars behind the constellations. And so on the next slide for this particular new moon, um, and and if people say well isn't the moon in pisces but we're actually looking at the sidereal now here the jyotish and the eastern world and it's uh the moon is in aquarius at 26 degrees it's the same 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 energy uh when you start to overlap them you'll start to see uh, similarity so it's about kind of stepping back and getting out of some fixed way of looking how this is So with this particular lunar mansion that our new moon in Pisces and Aquarius is moving through here, this Nishaktas, Prabhupada, and then the second Pada. So every lunar mansion is divided into four sections or Padas, just like we look at Deacons. And each one has a theme and has a ruler. In this particular one, this is in the section pot in the second section, pot. and the keyword theme of this moon is attainment of knowledge and teaching and duality. So it was really kind of interesting when we were looking at the the numerology that duality because one of the symbols, a couple of symbols for this nishchakra, is the crossed swords, and I'm a, a two-faced person, so it's a duality thing that's kind of going on here ruling planet is Jupiter so we want to kind of look at where that's at in the chart and the ruling deity is Ajakabad which is an ancient fire serpent dragon you know we're in the new year of the dragon here so it's kind of interesting about that really as above so below the basis above is creatures to be healed and basis below is healing therapy so this is a really healing Aquarian Pisces Piscean energy with this new moon and we'll start to see some of these themes uh, play out when we, when we get into some of the uh, savings. I'm,
1: I'm learning, Justin, they do, they do. In fact, many times there's certain parts that I use as major constitutional anchors, I could say. For instance, I love the whole idea of basis above, above and below. That to me, it's so Kabbalah and it's so Gemini and everything because I just adore it. But I want to say for folks that sidere, sidereal, there are three ways to measure um, horosc- astrology. And we are, sidereal means the stars. So the stars move very slowly, one degree every 72 years. So that's where it has this constancy of measurement. and so It's really beautiful to see how they do integrate. Thank you, Justin. And, Liz, you can always speak up, but I know there's certain things that each one of us knows, so I'm going to just move on.
2: So Please do. Okay.
1: Here. Oh, did we go there? Oh, that's right, because we haven't done the – what happened to the Sabians? I thought They're we next. Sabians. Oh, that's right, because it's astrology. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring up a little bit about the mythology, of Pisces. And as Justin said, immediately it brings up the two of duality because there's two fish. And in there's several duality signs. Gemini is being one, Pisces the other. And this winds which were before the Olympic gods, Gaia, Earth created a horrible monster which really in many ways has been related to Seth, actually, Set in Egyptian mythology. I thought, Justin, you'd appreciate that. But but Seth was, even though it was chaos and storms, from what I read quickly, he was more of a constructive basis. This Typhon monster was just hideous. And it threw rocks of, of fire. It, it really, And it was hidden when it was finally had wings and it was dreadful and it scared all the gods. So they all turned into animals to flee, which is part of the whole mythology later of, of the adaptation. But in, and in when it would, there, he, Zeus finally using of Jupiter, used thunderbolts to drive Typhon down into a volcano their etna however so it has that energy now but while they were fleeing venus who's aphrodite in greece greek mythology with her son eros who's also known as cupid bled and they jumped into the river now in mesopotamia at that time the euphrates and euphrates and the um, not tig- Tigris, I guess, rivers w- would flood and fish would flood the area. And of course, Venus herself came into the sea being her father being, because of this duality with Jupiter killing off Uranus, which was one of the Titan gods of, and and, ta- and Seropis, Actually, he wasn't. But okay, I'm getting into too far detail and I'm trying to be quick. That's why. But the fact is, she jumps because she came into the sea. He was castrated. Saturn was, not Uranus. Saturn was. And Saturn was a a Titan. I have that correct. So the fact is, she falls into the sea and some stories say that two fish, rather than Botticelli's uh, shell, brought her into land but regardless she and her son become two fish but they're swimming in opposite directions but they want to stay united and they have a string or a ribbon between them that ties them and there's many ways to look at these fish of duality one is of dreams and that that reach you to the highest ethers where you're totally non-attached to earth and the other is wanting to be grounded and be nourished by the earth of land and it goes into many Possibilities. So, of course, it draws together everything we're doing here, and this wonderful one of the n- n- chakra that Justin brought up, and what we will be talking about now. I'm seeing how this is interconnecting too with Sabians, because it is that web of relationships, and actually, that's also. There.
3: May, may i comment on this just for a second so yeah, i'm we get to the point of where you're going about interconnected relationships and how pisces rules the 12th house when you know when we get into the world of spirit and the world of the unconscious we realize we're all the same being just having a different each of us are having a different experience so there's that interconnectedness and you pointed out one thing in that um, that um, story about the ribbon between the two fish, that interconnected of relationship. So I think that gets to the point of what the story is, and that with this new moon, Piscean new moon, it's very unconscious, we're all connecting and understanding how we interconnect with one another, you know, and it nourish each other, and nourish each other with knowledge or whatever that is.
1: And love, what we are attracted to, and everything that. That's represented. Thank you very much. That's true. Sabian symbols. And it's on the screen, but for our podcast people, it was in 1925 by spiritualist medium Elsie Wheeler and astrologer Mark Edmund Jones. And is for every single astrological degree, it's a n- uh, metaphor of spirituality. And we do three of them the degree itself, the one prior, and the one. So it's past, present, future. Here is the chart immediately. It is on March 10th, 2024, which is in a week. And in D.C., it's going to be at 5 o'clock. It's actually 12 seconds later, but we're saying 5 o'clock for the most part. And we have the times later. But I'm only... I'm here just to to open the idea that both Justin and Liz are going to talk first about the ascendant, which is 26 degrees Capricorn, and then the MC, which is 18 degrees Scorpio.
3: Go ahead, Liz. (laughs) Okay. Wait
2: on. (laughs) Um, The ascendant talks about, um, like, from our knowledge that we know and then bringing it forward to, um, like our intuition, our psychic abilities, and bringing that to a new level is kind of what I came up with as a synopsis. Do you wanna to add to that, Justin? The, sure, the
3: sure, I, th- I think you're spot on. And you know, with that, you know, whenever for the people are just budding astrologers, you always want to look at the ascendant and the midheaven in a chart because it's really the, <laughs> this is probably the most important part. Uh, and and it gives you an idea of where where the chart's wanting to go towards, which is that point of the moon. So we start out with this ascendant, 26 degrees Capricorn. I agree it's about that knowledge and it's about um, tradition. We've got that Saturn as the ruler of the chart here. So that's important, and and the saving as you symbols as you speak to knowledge and how everybody's at a different level of consciousness as we move forward in the world and we look at it more conservatively here and then the mid heaven at eighteen degrees Scorpio is about that spiritual. This is a very spiritual chart, and there's a there's this in the saving symbols with Scorpio there, and Scorpio is about transformation, right? Death and transformation, and so we also want to point out the importance of Pluto and Mars in the chart, because Pluto being the new ruler of Scorpio and Mars being the ancient ruler of Scorpio. And those saving symbols of that speak to a more spiritual way and listening to um, guides and your inner voice. And, and, and that's basically what it says. I agree totally with what you're saying.
1: What I want to add, and I appreciate this preface, is that just for the audience's sake, this is a locational chart the planets will all stay the same degrees. We choose to illustrate the Washington DC because we are residents of the United States and a large majority of the population listening is from the United States, but not totally. We have a a percentage listening internationally. So we bring those up. But therefore, the reason that this chart is with this ascendant and this MC, medium coli, as it's called, is that it, it represents us as a population. And of course, we have a certain amount. It's going to be, as I'm reminded, a, a, a challenging, dynamic year. We could look at it that way. And so, what's going on in this nation and for us is very useful. So, I want to bring that up. That's one real strong factor. And as for evolutionary, although, of course, the Ascendant and the MC are vital it right, which I totally agree because it's so representational we also look at the nodes and Pluto as to what the soul is looking at but there's no, I'm only bringing this up because there are different angles for every house you have a back door you're gonna sneak through the window can you get through the basement maybe you want to go through the chimney <laughs> at any rate that's all I'm saying and and so this is I'm really glad to get this foundational basis of what you're both talking about for the ascendant of capricorn which isn't that everything to do about looking at our successes isn't it you know like what was useful and what wasn't so that we can use that spiritual sense you know this is useful
2: and i wanted to make one more comment about the midheaven and you know basically the midheaven and this in it but more to the midheaven it's like awakeness awakening us all to our new gifts and talents um, on a spiritual way. It's like listen to your intuition, listen to your gut feeling. Mm. Oh.
1: Well, thank you both, Justin and Liz. That's <laughs> key notes to realize there's opportunity. Now, for the sun and the moon itself, we will do the past, the present, the future, and it's 19 degrees, which is prior 20 and twenty-one of the future, which is a Pisces. So the past, and I'm just—I'm not going to read all of this for those folks that are online. You can always go back or YouTube at Cosmos YouTube and find this. But it's a master instructing disciples, and it's a transference of power and knowledge. And it is this whole idea of this cycle being active and 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 not stopping it because if when it does it collapses to futility and spiritual darkness, which is a wonderful reminder because it's not absolute. Any, nothing is absolute. As we know, it's a gift to be opened, right? Just like our opening phrase, the ribbon, whether you want to say it, what's tying us together with all our dreams or our fantasies or our spirit and matter, whatever it is. But the fact is, is that uh, investiture is, which is a word I don't actually know, to be truthful but I think what it means is that there's this continuation of manifestation of self going on to a spiritual understanding. Liz, do you want to do the next one?
2: Sure. The present is Pisces 20, a table set for an evening meal. Um and it's about nourishment and you know meeting our personal needs. Anything you want to add?
1: I was going to um, say destiny of the soul, but go ahead, Justin. No, I think
3: that and we see here specifically in in Dame Rudyard's keynote where it talks about the individual's needs will be met by those whom he's linked to by a spiritual biological web of energies. And so here we see this interconnected uh, of relationship.
1: Strongly. Yes. Thank, I really appreciated the focus of this one because it relates so well to the beautiful parts of Pisces that we think about the compassion, the nurturing, the empathy, you know, many factors of it on the growth positive side. Justin.
3: Yeah. And Pisces 21, which is where this moon is going towards, uh, moving towards is the, the uh, archetypal symbol here we have is under the watchful and kind eye of a Chinese servant, a girl fondles a little white lamb, and the keynote is growth in consciousness and consciousness in its earlier earliest tactile awareness of the wonders of unsophisticated living. So, we have here hope. But I also might point out that if we looked at the ascendant saving symbol, there was the pilgrims going up, reach up, reaching, and again mm-hmm. we see the 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 same thing talking about consciousness and uh, growth in consciousness. And why hence why this is a very spiritual moon.
1: Good. I expanding really expanding
3: our consciousness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the key word too that I added here that I think illustrates it in conjunction with what you're presenting is it said it brings together past and future. Now, if we look at the past, as you had commented about the Lord of Saturn of of success that was abandoned. You know, it's like, what is success? But you have to review that. It's a past, present, future process that we work on right now. So these three words, investiture, nourishment, and hope. And, you know, and I'm just trying to prep, prep this for your commentaries. But what really struck me as we're doing this shift, because we're shifting all the time, folks, as you might be aware or not, but things don't ever stay the same here at Talk Cosmos, it seems. So therefore, when I look at the future, I realize that last time it was resilience. That was what we had to look forward to. This whole last month, which was very appropriate for me, it meant resilience that things may not be working out just as you had thought, but don't be discouraged because cap resilience instead. And this time it's like, yay, it worked. There's hope. It all merged into hope. But do either of you have some thoughts how to tie all this? And and you did with the bringing in the ascendant,
2: Justin. But just in case, I want.
3: Yeah, go ahead, Liz.
2: Well, it's like pa- passing of knowledge and accepting the knowledge. It's like we need to nurture ourselves because we're going through a great amount of change right now, and there is hope. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: well said. <laughs> I
1: think that's a nice yes we thank you well do we have oh my gosh we're past the time well I allot this and I didn't look at our little clock but we will return this is our typo symbols with Elizabeth Liz Machette and Justin Crockett Elsie and myself stay here we'll be quick we have lots to tell you take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs that energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, we experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle initiated with Aries' willful separation from the Piscean womb.
3: This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Natasha Venter at AngelicClarifications.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 10th, it's best, bioenergetic synchronization technique, neuroenergetic balancing, Rasmussen Reset and Energy Code Sunday. Dr. Nels Rasmussen and Linda Rasmussen join us, and together, they can help you and your animal friends with emotional, behavioral, or physical issues. Join us for your free remote treatments, Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon. Right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150.
0: Talk Cosmos brings insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for the soul growth with hour-long programs every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific on KKNW. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel and Facebook page. While you're there, make sure you click the like and subscribe button so you get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. And to find out about upcoming programs, sign up for the newsletter at talkcosmos.com. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Hi, welcome back and we'll jump right to it. We have an event coming up that you will get to see both Justin Crockett Elsie, Elizabeth Liz and myself, Sue Rose Mary and it is on the equinox, the spring equinox, which happens also always, re- regularly, celebrate World International Astrology Day. Now, in the past years, Top Cosmos has worked with East-West Books for various programs. And East-West Books, like everybody, is changing. They have a store in Edmonds, just open, like they used to have in Seattle. For you folks over there in other parts of the world, when you visit Seattle, trot up to Edmonds. It's really a delightful spot. And the point being that regularly they have a sundry of all kinds of talks. I've learned so much when I lived in Seattle. I'm in Hawaii now, so I go Zoom. And this will be on Zoom. It's going to be very exciting. It's going to be post, I mean, not post Pacific, daylight, because next week turns into daylight time, 2.30 to 4.30, so wherever you are, and you will get a recording. You can see it. The theme is going to be, as it says here, healing approaches to astrology in 2024, because it's about sacred space, sacred timing, and sacred relationships, a lot what we're talking about. Going to be quite wonderful with at least 12, 14 astrologers and little clips. Very exciting. It'll be very wonderful. And there will be a registration. So just use this here eastwestseattle.org. Thank you. And check it out. It's going to very soon be online. And I'm going to go through the others, but you too can comment too. Because I know Justin, he's the organizer for this along with Jenny and invited me with some of our people so I'm very excited. I have a Talk Cosmos blog that I'm starting so I'm happy to announce it and you subscribe to Talk Cosmos and you'll find it out. So here's a couple of them and it talks about things that I want to talk about. Not so factual but some concepts I'm finally voicing because all of us remember we're leading forward. On the 19th is going to be that Chiron to North Node. No holding back. No, the back is gone. <laughs> we're forward, baby. <laughs> so now we have Liz has taken the reins. She's holding it close. She's like the chariot going across the sky too. Both Justin and, and Liz are. They're dragging me. No, I'm. We're flying. We're flying. <laughs> she has her own YouTube channel. She and I once a month call astrology star sisters talk over tea. She even has a cup with tea on it. Lots of fun. And we have one already in the makings and another one soon to be produced. Now, Justin, Crockett Elsie, and Elizabeth Mouchette have a couple. They do a full moon forecast. Now, we're new moon. They're full moon, just like we did in moonbeam team. So you get a lot of information and a monthly forecast. So you can find that on YouTube elizabeth liz michette some people know her by both and that is what is about so if both of you have some comments please tell me
2: <laughs> just looking forward to seeing everybody on there and like our channels and comment and subscribe thank you yeah yep.
1: and justin did you have something to say maybe about um, this one about east west about yeah i think it's gonna
3: be a great event we do it once a year on the spring equinox and so you know you get to, it's online and we're gonna have astrologers from all over not just in the pacific northwest and you'll get to ask them questions and there's a, 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 a spring equinox ritual and so it's a really a great time and uh it's it's really a great event to celebrate uh, the spring equinox and world astrology day and it's really geared towards as you go move forward in the new year how to how to deal with this chaotic uh environment that we live in now and and how to heal so healing approaches to our life as we move forward this year
1: oh great it's going to be exciting so here we have oh rats boo his well, you know, when you look at this slide online, all those little highlighted things, I didn't think I highlighted them because I know that it doesn't work so well with StreamYard. Sometimes French doesn't go into Spanish. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak a lot of French. Except say la vie. Okay. I think that's French. Yeah. Such is life. No, C'est la is actually Spanish. Thank you. So that's why I didn't translate. But this does have the times and is around the world. And it also shows that locationally, because of the ascendant that Justin was talking about, it's going to have a different dispositor, different ruler. I will share, though, just offhand that what we- Oh, you know what? I can share that later because of this. We'll just jump into the observations. For this 20 degrees, 16 minute Pisces new moon. Everybody's, all the planets, that is the major planets, the nine, including the luminaries, are moving in direct motion until the 1st of April. We can make April fools jokes, couldn't we? But anyway, Mercury will have tons of them probably because we'll be in the chat. That's when at 27 degrees, Aries will go retrograde. But we have plenty of time all this month coming up to work on our. Go ahead, plans. It's a tight bundle. There's seven different shapes. Mark Edmund Jones, who also worked with Elsie Wheeler, came up with that we use as kind of a way to categorize charts. And a bundle means very tight. It's like within a quadrant. And interestingly, that's what I noticed as I was going through that last slide that you couldn't see is that the quadrants kept changing around the world. And with that said, the sun moon in particular, because there's a stellium, that means a group more than three. And here we have about five all in Pisces. So it's very strong energy. Talk about and, and a, a bundle is tight and extreme focus anyway. Now, extreme focus is an oxymoron when it comes to Pisces because last night Liz was helping me edit and I was having a conundrum of choices. And I realized well, it's because I'm in Pisces. Thank you. You know, It's not really clear. It's, and, and that's a good reason because our focus again is that, and I know I'm expounding on ideas here, but it's true. I love to bring in the fact that if we have choices that we're bringing in, like, like the locational chart that Justin was talking about is spiritual with, with, with Scorpio, because the water signs are all very empathic and emotionally connected and spiritual. So, bringing this back together, however, I may have left off details, is that for the West Coast and Hawaii, it's very subjective along this whole United States process. It's all under the horizon, it's subjective. The difference is for the nation on the East Coast, it's going to be more value, second house oriented. And for us over here on the West Coast and Hawaii, it's more fourth house foundational. But in Europe, where time begins as far as Greenwich and London, universal time, it's fourth quadrant, which is very objective. And it's actually in the 11th house of community. So if we're gonna work together on a world basis, which eventually we have to do, we trust, it's good to kind of get an idea, at least on on a step-by-step process where our focus is. You know, I'm thinking foundational, like. What does this mean for me back over there on the East coast? That's doing all their stuff that they're thinking about money. Like Liz was pointed out when we had this conversation or community, like well, how is this working as a community? I kind of expanded a lot. I hope I have time for the rest. Do either of you have a comment before I go to the next?
2: No, let's get to the chart. No,
1: Here we go. There's a number of them. This immediately just speaking, simply speaking. Because the outer planets don't have a lot of aspects. The asteroids are coming in. The sun and moon in itself is conjunct Hygieia, the goddess of health. And those three are sextile in a connection, working together with Uranus, which means, hey, things are going to change. It's not staying the way it is. And meanwhile, Uranus, I brought up, is in an A square is always action. It wants action. That's what it means. It doesn't mean good, bad, indifferent. It only means I have to act. I've got to separate. I've got to do something. And Mars needs to change. It's working with Uranus. And there are some conjunctions which are pairs. So we're thinking like our thinking is with Neptune. So our thinking is going to be more maybe on the greater visions and on like how do I make a boat? maybe that is a good one and chiron is with the north yeah.
3: yeah may i interject here
1: yeah go go please
3: okay. <laughs> okay so i think it's important to point out back to all the archetypal symbols we were talking about and and everything how it all comes back together here the importance of hygea this asteroid uh right there on neptune and the moon and the sun and it's conjunct there that this this brings back the healing focus here the healing of our unconsciousness and the consciousness of what we're doing and then of course um you know i look at that mars square uranus you know that um for us to take action at this point and mars is in aquarius here conjunct to venus so there's a strong relationship thing going on here um, and so, for us to take action in our relationships, something has to change. But at the same time, we, uh, you know, we watch how that change goes a little bit because Uranus is, uh, Uranus could bring some sudden change in our relationships. But uh, what do you think, Liz?
2: Well, and I would say to breathe through it and maybe exercise a little bit and, Think a little bit about the energy that you want to put in there with it. And maybe, like, um, for your wishes and desires, you know, use that to help pull some of that in.
1: I just love always how you do come up with compassion, Liz. (laughs) Action with just in focus and compassion. It's a good balance. It's good. The hard aspects are also related to. The squares and T squares, actions. And and if I do a synopsis, yeah, it going back forward, however you do it in our Gemini fashion is just great or Piscean fashion. So again, the outer planets didn't have a lot of emphasis. And that's something just to realize. There's the side act, which are really just major in themselves. So Mars is square rawness, as we spoke of. That's action. And I won't repeat that. Go ahead, either one of you.
3: Yeah, me. if I may say, I think what really jumps out to me here, if I had to point one thing, it's that squatter, um, squatter Saturn squaring, <laughs> I'm combining two words there. Saturn yes, I squaring Vesta. I haven't had my coffee yet. So Saturn squaring Vesta, we already talked about Mars squaring Uranus, and we know that Mars is about action and effort, and Uranus is about Rebellion Revolution and change, but we got Saturn here squaring Vesta and when Vesta's in Gemini, which is you know that's the hearth that's if we were all sitting around a fire and Vesta and Gemini wants to talk and wants to be the storyteller and it's about communications, so this does mean that there could be some. Uh, challenges in communications. Mm -hmm. That's why I would look at that as as some challenges because Saturn represents limitations. So again, it does bring into focus the relationships and how we're dealing with them right now with the um, Mars squaring Uranus and Saturn squaring Vesta.
1: You know what I like about that? Immediately I'm reminded back about the ascendant for our nation of Saturn and and the Lord and and also the Lord of that abandoned success, thinking about if Saturn here is so strongly helping us understand what's a success. I just had my best neighbor ever leave next door, which is scary because she's so supportive and a board member and et cetera, et cetera. And that means right next door, who are we going to get? We don't know. And it, so in other words things can change quickly that's just an example right.
3: and I might also point out this highlights again because Saturn is opposing Juno and for those that you know again Juno is about marriage relationship here and uh and so I think that highlights that what do you think Liz
1: and alliances I want to add alliances for Juno just not just marriages but I mean,
3: well, that's actually technically though. Juno is the about marriage. She was the no, wife. No, it is. She was yes. wife, the wife of Jupiter. No,
1: and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to argue. But you're or, right. I you're understand right. Understand that. Is. But it the is. reason I bring that up is because people. Well, I studied with, I looked at Colette Baron Reid. Right. It is. It is. And like she brings up alliances for the yes. present. And I'm not differentiating, I'm adding to it. Because if I think of the, of the myths, because I'm such a mythologist, I really look at them to find out what's happening. And she gets upset with a lot of the philanderings on the on the soap opera, melodramatic viewpoint, but it's so much deeper than that. And one of them is that, yes, she's married to him, which is very strong. And, and it is a sign of marriage, but on a greater terms i'm just adding we can yeah look it can at, be a, other relationships an alliance. and
3: alliances yes it can be yeah, that just just network yeah. yeah. liz <laughs> what do you think you're so quiet
2: <laughs> well i would say that there's definitely adjustments to relationships um i would say too like if in your home that there's something that needs to re- be repaired it's like you might want to take care of it sooner than later um or you know sometimes there's what I call a patch that can get you through for a while, but, you know, address it a little bit, but there's little tweaks and adjustments that are taking place and a great deal of them around relationships.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: There is this kite because now, because of all my talking, we have five minutes, so that's okay. But just to let us know, Um, which is fine. Everything is going to work out great. But there's this kite, and it makes up from a grand trine, which means that it's a circular, harmonious. The idea is it's harmonious. It's in Earth. It's grounded. And a kite means that there's, that it happens to be Saturn that Justin was just talking about, opposite Juno, which is in itself quite a challenge, which is a sextile point. Anyway, not to go, go ahead with some, is perhaps
2: well and uh, trines bring flow and it's like since it's all connected there's this energy flowing between you know jupiter and relationships so expansion in you know marriage or relationships with um series it's nurturing so make sure that you're nurturing your marriage or your relationships and saturn is like um i'm gonna say that's like just do it
0: (laughs) Go How ahead, would you just
1: bring up fullness with that? Because I'm becoming much more aware of fullness, and I know it stops things. But I'm thinking, perhaps, is that like a a warning to say, really take care of them, or not just a warning, but saying, break a little bit away from what you have done in order to nurture it better. Would you? Yeah, I, that I think
3: I think you you said it a minute ago. Um, it's about change. It just means okay. that in this uh, flow and this trying that there's focus is about change, and so that it's, it's a highlighted that there is some change happening,
1: and the I yes and the structure
3: because okay. it's in Capricorn, so there's some structure changing in our relationships. Okay,
2: okay. a turning point. Yep, yeah. love it. <laughs> the soft aspects
1: we know of as not necessarily action. They there's there, this is a terminology, and I added. Significant aspects here. The sun and moon, as we had mentioned before, and pardon the misspelling, it's my computer doesn't like L's for some reason. I have a new one coming along. Uh, Uranus, so change, there you go. And Venus, Mars, or the love and the action together, which is a hands on situation, are in that flowing. In other words, we're going to do a lot with our hearth, our home, what it means, our altar of life
2: and I want to I go back and it, speak to the Uranus mm-hmm. sextile, the sun and moon. Um, you know, that's kind of where I got the, to use your affirmations or your de- wishes and desires for this month and, you know, channel them a little bit for the changes that you want to make.
1: Mm. Good. Like restructure. Yes. Right. Really fine. This is a, one all in all just if we have last thoughts and we have for people too you can look at the highlights but i don't think we need them now oops i want to go back to that one you have some justin we did that particularly for okay nobody has any comments yeah
3: no no i i think it's important if you look at the mid heaven here and that how it's it's um there's some positive aspects between the Midheaven and and J- Juno and Uranus and Saturn. There's a end back to the Midheaven there. There's a, there's some sextiles and a trine there that's that's important. It really
1: you bringing that up reminds me of this contraction expansion. It's really how uh, uh, serpents move. Right ground. It's how our bowels do. I know Rick Levine brings this up quite a bit, but is that contraction expansion is vital for growth? You
3: know Right. And I and I like to see it when we see all the aspects, and I'll tell you why. Because then then you can kind of step back and you start to see patterns with all the aspects together, and you start to see a connectional pattern here, and we see that square there. That with but with an easy flow of energy with sextiles and um Yeah.
2: So it's mystical like a rectangle, mystical yeah, the, well, rectangle. These, yeah. It has the, gifts.
1: Excuse <laughs> me, yes, but this energy that we've all been talking about and doing ourselves is like a matter of of flowing, taking little steps to manifest. I hope people do come and find us on the nineteenth. That's spring day. That's a Tuesday, by the way and oops that's right here we are join us and of course we have our youtube channel because and with star sisters and the forecast that liz is doing there's no ways to connect and find out a deeper sense of this or my blog hey we gotta all keep marching along and sharing with you this wonderful life as we keep growing and going right
2: and we'll see you next month for the new moon eclipse in aries Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining an insightful conversation on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests awaken consciousness by connecting soul growth patterns with astrology's energetic cycles. Be sure to tune in next Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific time, to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.